Hey, you know what? I'm new to this. I had to stop for a little bit there. I didn't know where that music was going for. <laughs> I want to say hello out there to the Nerdopolis. This is not the Cap speaking. This is Mike, the finance guy talking. I'm here with Ralph the Tech. Yeah. This is Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, and we are Cap free today. Can you believe that? That's right. We had a too much of the cap last week so we had to tie them up and throw them in a trunk and just dump them somewhere yeah i i, I did you lose the car lot number or something uh, yeah i don't even remember driving a car yeah that's even better you know <laughs> you know i was afraid that he got lost under the sofa or something like that because you know he's such a short guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably like choking on a dust bunny or something like that you know i don't know cap are you down there you down there cap no i don't think so <laughs> So what are we going to do without him? You know, I think he thinks that we can't do this, just the two of us. Now we got to show him how we can do it. That's right. And true, you know, in true nerd fashion. In true nerd fashion, and it, and the we're going the nerdiest fashion actually today. That's right. We are going to the what is it east? Yeah, we're going we're far uh, east. Yeah. No, is it or is it west? I can't. Oh, let's look at the map. Let's look at our own map, right? Yeah, it's west. We're, we're way west. We're, we're going, going. We're going way west of the nerd, uh, the Doctor Who nerd border. You know why? Because we can't do that when the cap is here. That's he's, right. He's too afraid. Yeah. He's too afraid to embrace. <laughs> The, the super nerdiness of, what are we going to talk about? Doctor Who! Damn right! Bow ties are cool. Damn right. And so are fezzes. And fezzes? That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, you can't have enough of the uh, fezzes, bow ties, uh, overcoats, and good sneakers, because they do a lot of running. That's right. That's right. They do. They do. <laughs> so, like, all, all five of you out there, and I know at least one of you out there is a good Doctor Who fan, so the rest of you, don't even think about turning this off. You're going to listen up. That's right. Today, you're going to get educated on Doctor Who. This is your Doctor Who ed education. Yeah, that's right. That's the Doctor Who you think we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and don't worry. We're not going to give you a play-by-play -play of every episode. We're just going to really, uh, you know, talk about it and maybe convince a few of you to turn into it there, you know. Yeah. Show you the greatness that is within Doctor Who. Yeah, if nothing else, you may pick up an English accent or something along the way. Yeah. Or you might pick up a habit of uh, having companions on, on, strange companions with you all the time. Yeah, you know, he's probably the only person in the entire galaxy that has not been arrested for kidnapping. Well, he always brings them back. And if not, if they die along the way, you know, he does give them a pretty good funeral. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. You know, so if you ever see a, you know, a suspicious blue police box uh, yeah. sitting out in the middle of the road, you know, it's a hit or miss situation. With a hand coming out, <laughs> calling you forth. The finger puts, luring you in. Yeah. This way. <laughs> <laughs> Come if you want an adventure. Exactly. So that's what like, we got? That's like the grown man's Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary. But he is actually. I guess he is kind of like a Peter Pan character because yeah. he doesn't, uh, as you figure, what, he's now over 900 years old and mm -hmm. he has no intention of growing up. Nope. Doesn't matter how old he is, he never grows up. He's always moving. You know. Or you can consider him uh, the world's most longest running fugitive. There you go. Yeah. And that's true, too. Yeah. That's true, too. See, people, you don't know what we're talking about because you're not watching the show. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just give you a quick, like, lowdown. I mean, a really, really quick lowdown. Um, Doctor Who is an alien, and he's from a planet called Gallifrey. Now, they all look like us, so there you go. They have two hearts, though, so if you happen to listen for heartbeats, you'll get a difference. But um, he's making a journey. He's in a, a sentient time-traveling spaceship called the TARDIS, and that stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. Yes. So basically, it's it looks like a blue... Uh, policeman's phone box from back in the day in england and technically it couldn't look like anything but the comedian circuits on the ship are stuck uh that way exactly which is of course a good way of them explaining back in the day why it was a blue phone box instead of them having to use any more money on special effects yes which they barely used as it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh so he's going around the tardis and um 
he's just basically planet to planet, planet hopping, uh, exploring, seeing, and most of the time, of course, as we see, he's helping out people, planet saving worlds, saving lives. He saved our lives several times. Yes, and for the first, what, three seasons of, of Doctor Who, the Earth didn't even know that he saved the world. Yeah, but they never know. Yeah, only they, a select few, like the Queen of England, knew that he exists. <laughs> That's very true. And, you know, and also this is like forever running. I mean, you know, we're coming up in November 23rd of 2013 will be the 50-year anniversary. Yes. So, obviously, this started November 23rd of 1963. Yep. Ran for straight 26 years. It's the longest-running show in history. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Definitely sci-fi, at least. Yes. You know, I mean, take away any news programs or anything like that. Um, it has to be. So 26 years in a row, so 63 to, what, 89? Yep. Then they made a, a movie in, what, 90, 96? Mm-hmm. That didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, nine years later, in 2005, they brought it back, um, and it's been soaring, soaring ever since. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it, it's got Americans finally, they finally get, embracing the hood. They have Doctor Who mania. Oh, and it's well-deserved. I mean, we saw when we went to Comic-Con, we saw quite a few Doctor Whos. There was a lot. There was a lot. Quite a few. I remember the cat was hating. Oh, no one's like likes Doctor Who. That's why there's so merchandise still left. Yeah, I see a lot of uh, David Tennant fan Doctor Who's because there was a lot. Yeah, there were a few bow ties. Well, he's he's the favorite. I mean, he definitely is um, of the of the the latest incarnation from 2005 forward, where there's been three Doctors. You know, yeah, he's the longest running. Or yeah, I guess he is the longest running one. Or maybe Matt's tying him by this point. But if nothing else, he's definitely the fan favorite. Yeah. Um, with Matt, of course, pulling probably a very neck and neck second. You yeah. Know, you know, that would probably be a war. That's probably like the whole um, vampire werewolf you know, war right there. <laughs> Which one of the two do people actually like? You know. I'm a I'm a David Tennant fan. No, I'm what? a Smith fan. I'm a Smith fan, motherfucker. Tennant, Smith, Tennant. <laughs> That's your whole. Uh, Was it? A Twilight kind of war th- yeah, kind exactly. of thing with, with the werewolves and the vampire. Yeah, was it Edward versus uh, Edward was the vampire, Jake? right? Yeah. J- Jacob. Jacob yeah. was the werewolf and Edward was the vampire. And no, I didn't watch any of those movies. <laughs> and I'm getting the feeling though that you did. Well, it's better than reading the books. I'll tell you that oh, much. I, I didn't you know, do that either. <laughs> I, I just did it to get the ladies, all right? Oh, yeah. Just for the ladies. Because you, you hold the book and be like, wow, you're reading that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm reading that. You want to talk about it? And, you know, see? It's a good nice. way. I like that. You got your ways, man. You're, that's right. You're pretty crafty. That's how you ner- that's how you reel in the nerds. It's the nerd bait. <laughs> I guess if you don't have a, a blue telephone box to drag the ladies yeah. into, you a know. book of Twilight will work just as well. <laughs> just as nice. Do you keep a little like little sparkle in your bag just to throw on your skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, you want to see me? I'm like Edward. <laughs> I shine in the light. I shine in the light. That is really sad, and probably someone is actually out there thinking to do that, which is <laughs> even sadder. So what are we going to talk about with the Who? How are we going to get these people watching Who that aren't watching Who? And how are we going to not get hated by people that love Who that hear this and think that we neglected something? What are we going to do? Well, I guess we should first, uh, maybe we should talk about some of the things we like about Doctor Who. I love everything. <laughs> okay, um, I, at least for me, I, 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 as a kid, I grew up watching Doctor Who hit or miss on like a lot of the PBS stations. I'm from Philadelphia originally. And um, but never consistent. It was just you know if I took a day off from school or something like that. So you, so, you actually saw the originals, right? Yeah, first, I saw the some first, of the, the yeah. black and whites, and and even when they went into color. But I'm you know I have to admit I am not a Who aficionado prior to 2005. You know I mean there's a wealth of stuff to watch definitely. Um, but for listeners that are already either hating Who for no reason or on the <coughs> fence, cap <laughs> exactly cap uh, or are on the fence already it's i would definitely say start in 2005 don't venture before then um 
you know, anyone that may have watched British television knows uh, it, it has a different way of telling a tale than Americans do. It's not yeah. as fast-paced ever, um, at least especially the older ones, you know, going to pre-2005. It has been known to be dry. It has been, you know. I mean, and you really have to either um, appreciate it for its quirkiness or really be a hard, hard, hardcore sci-fi fan yeah. in order to really, I think, appreciate the Doctor Who um, from 63 to 89. Definitely some good shows. Definitely fantastic people being the Doctor. But as an American, you're going to probably find it harder to sit back and relax and enjoy it. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Doctor Who and I was I was about, let's see, I was in my early teens. Early teens. So this is what, 2011? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it was around there. It was, it, it was like 2007, I think it was. Oh, so okay. it was already like two years after it restarted. Okay. And... None of my friends had ever watched Doctor Who, so I'd never heard about it. Right. Right? And I'm flipping through the channels, and I see this show going on, and it says Doctor Who. Like, I remember hearing something about it, but never actually seen it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this looks interesting. Let me start watching it. For, like, the first 10 minutes, it was like a... I forgot which episode it was. Oh, I remember. It was with um, the first Doctor. What was his name? Oh, you're talking about of the new... Of the new of the new one. So was it with Chris Eccleston? Yeah, Chris Eccleston. Okay. And I see this guy, he's very energetic and like a little erratic and um he's at the the, the minister the prime minister's office in, okay. in england and it's with these aliens that um took over people's bodies oh they, the, they fart, had to, the yeah, farting aliens they had to take over obese people's bodies in order to fit all of their body within right. it and there was something going on with like the the conversion uh of the suit that caused them to sound like they were farting a lot yeah it's something i think they said they compressed um atmosphere or something along yeah. that line you know so i'm watching this and then oh, I'm, I'm hearing farts and i'm thinking like it is it me or is, is that actually coming from the show and they're like oh and then i see like the woman's like she's farting and she's like oh excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> well, you know like you it takes fart jokes to get americans to start watching yeah, anything i, you I know? guess it does so then I'm, I'm watching it for like the first few i was like oh man this thing seems kind of boring but then i'm like there's nothing else on tv so let me just continue watching it and as it goes it goes on, and I see how this guy gets out of amazing situations mm -hmm. that you would, like, a normal person would have so much trouble getting out of. Yeah. And all he really does is just outsmart all these aliens. Exactly. You know? Yeah, he certainly never never goes in the fifth cup. He never, yeah, he never uses <laughs> Bruce Jeff. I'm used to watching these action-packed shows where right. there's an explosion in every other scene. Right. And now I'm seeing this guy just outsmart, and I'm like, this is the kind, I'm like this guy, yeah. you know? Exactly. I like puzzles. I like trying to outsmart people and play mm -hmm. mind games and stuff. And this guy is the master of mind games. And he's always like 20 steps ahead. Yeah. I would never, I mean, I would want to play a, a game of chess with him, but I wouldn't expect to win. I wouldn't expect it to last more than a couple of minutes either. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody. Even yeah. the supercomputer would be like, uh-uh, Doctor Who, uh-uh. No, play Doctor Who. No. Self-destruct, self-destruct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that, it, that's one of the things that um, that just really gets you with it is that it's it, it's not about the, how big the explosion is going to be or does he have some cool laser gadget, which he does not. It, it is. He's just outsmarting. And, and, of course, the other fun part, too, watching the show is he's not just outsmarting to figure out what's going on. He's just – he is the smartest man in the room. Yeah, pretty know? much. Any room. And it's like what also I kind of like about him, he sort of reminds me of Batman. And with his whole um, ethics, okay, right. no weapon ethics, right. you know, never kill ethics, right. 
which unfortunately he's he's, yeah, he's, he's done he's, he's done indirectly you know, sort uh, of a way yeah I mean, a little bit more directly i think as the years have been going on i think that well, he's he's gotten a little bit darker every yeah. season well that know? first episode where david Tennant shows in and he's check this out he's just been through a regeneration re- regeneration cycle and so he's a little groggy but he's he's a little energetic right he comes out he's wearing a bath uh, yeah a bathrobe mm-hmm. and pajamas and he's having a duel with this alien that's um using this form of uh blood hypnotism yeah so he has people on uh, everyone who's a positive is up on their roof and they're about to jump off and they but the doctor he's super smart and he's like oh i figured it out you're just using blood hypnotism you can't really kill people like that which is a very cool way of uh, hypnotizing people yeah so he shuts it off and the guy's like oh he's angry he's just gonna start fighting with him so they get in a sword fight and they go to the outside of their spaceship which looks Looks like a giant rock just floating in the right. sky. And the doctor gets his hand cut off, which is super cool. It's like, you think, oh, my God, he's going to have only one hand. And he's like, nope, I'm still within the first stages of my regeneration cycle. And what comes out, another hand just pops out. Like, if he just had it in his sleeve, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably did. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he's like, he goes and he beats the guy and he's on the ground. And he's like... Uh, the guy was uh, the alien's gonna attack him, and he's like, "I'm the kind of guy." He, how does it go? Well, he's basically because I don't know it by quote, but he's basically saying, "You know, I wonder what kind of man I yeah, am." Throughout the whole thing, because he's a new person, so he's like, "I'm wondering what kind of guy I am," right? And the alien's about to attack him, and David Tennant just throws the sword, hits a, a button that opens a trap door, and the alien falls down to his death. Right. And he's like, "I'm uh, no second chances." That's the, That's kind, the of kind of guy I am. Right? Yeah, exactly. That scene right there was just so badass. Yeah. That was a great So badass. I was like, man. Yeah, now for I gotta all, watch more of this. For all of you out there wondering when we use the word regeneration, that is um, one of the biggest tricks to um, Doctor Who. And that's a, what's allowed to last for so long. Because you're probably sitting there thinking, this show's been on for 50 years. It has to be the oldest actor in the world hobbling around playing <laughs> the doctor. Um, no, it isn't. It, uh, he has a, whenever he's about to die, uh, he has the ability to regenerate. Mm-hmm. And. That's their excuse, basically, for saying, you know, we're getting rid of one actor and bringing in another. And the greatest part about that is that um, it, it brings in a new, uh, a new actor, but the actor always brings in their own version of the doctor. Yeah. It's not like any actor tries to replicate a previous doctor. So you never know what you're going to get, um, you know, with, with each regeneration, which yeah. is a lot of fun. And the way they handle, like, um, Eccleston's regeneration was kind of dramatic because uh, he got shot, I think it was, right? That? Yes, I think so. Some, some, right. Something along, he was fatally wounded, and you see the regeneration cycle happening, and Rose, his companion at the time, didn't know what was going on, so she didn't know what's happening to him. Right. And then, at the end of David Tennant's, he gets radiation poisoning. Right. So, he's slowly dying. Right. And which was, it made it a little more dramatic. Oh, that was really me, dramatic. It was touching as hell. You know me, I don't like super dramatic stuff. That's why I don't, <laughs> I'm not watching The Walking Dead. But... <laughs> I, I gotta say, this one really touched me because they did their Christmas special, mm-hmm. right? And throughout the whole Christmas special, at the end of it, he goes to see his friends yeah. and have Christmas dinner, which is something that if you watch The Doctor, you know he doesn't do. Right. Once he finishes with a companion, he's done with them. Yeah. You know? It's but really rare if you see them down again. The Doctor does not like to see people age. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing. He's, 
That's yeah. like Peter Pan. Yeah, it's exactly. That's the Peter Pan thing. But I mean, it was just, it was really touching. Um, death with, with he David says Tennant his goodbyes. He, yeah, he makes, he makes his way to all the characters that we've seen at least since 2005. And the nice part too is he actually went to visit a few, like the, um, the Brigadier. Mm-hmm. He went to see the Brigadier, who was, a, who was someone from, uh, I think, like more the 60s, 70s part of the TV show. And the original actor that played the Brigadier died. Yep. And they actually, when he gets back to see the Brigadier in the TV show, they just go, oh, we're sorry, he's passed away. And, you know, that was their way of respecting the actors. Because that's another big thing about the whole Doctor Who lore is, um, as the show itself, it respects all of its past and yep. it respects the fans. It doesn't try and dumb you out with replacements or whatever, yep. you know. But, um, again, we're, we're, you know, like I said, we're kind of jumping around a little bit there with the, um, that. But, uh, like I said, uh, just to give you an idea, Chris Eccleston, by the time they brought it back in 2005, he was the, what, the ninth Doctor. Yeah. So David Tennant was the 10th, and Matt Smith is the current, he's the 11th. 11th doctor. And now there's a guy named Peter Capaldi uh, who will be the 12th Doctor, and that will be introduced in the Christmas special of 2013 this year. So basically, Matt Smith is coming near the end of his run. Which, honestly, I've heard a lot of bad, like ne- negative comments about Matt Smith being the Doctor. Really? I personally feel that he's a good Doctor. He's no David Tennant. No. No. But he's a pretty good doctor. I, I think he's an excellent doctor. He just, it's again, it's, that's the thing about the doctors. They, because they have such different personalities, you know, um, you, you have to just kind of say, you know, well, this one probably doesn't fit your personality. That might be why you don't like Matt Smith as much. Yeah. Um, I, you know, take him off with a grain of salt. Matt Smith, though, did take me, um, it took me, I think, into the second episode of his run for me to warm up to him. Uh, no, you know, not because of his acting. It just, you know, like everyone, you love David Tennant so much that you were just like, fuck you, who the hell do you think you are? You're, you're not the doctor. Yeah. You know, and he was young. He was the youngest person ever to yeah. play the doctor. He was like, what, 26 or something like yeah, that, something I think. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, just really young guy. But tell me it wasn't badass the way his first episode, when he was introduced, yeah. how uh, in this episode, he meets his first companion, right. which is uh, uh, Amy, 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 Amy Pond. Pond, who later on, she's a very key person in the, in the series. Um, so she has a crack in her wall, which apparently leads to an interdimensional prison. Yeah, for Prisoner Zero, I believe, right? Yeah, Prisoner Zero, and he escapes onto the planet. So his wardens, uh, as the show uh, progresses, his wardens come back, and they feel that the best way to uh, capture Prisoner Zero is just to destroy the Earth. Makes sense to me. So the doctor... I, it's the same philosophy I have for any criminal that goes to Texas. Blow right. Texas blow off the Texas map. Off. <laughs> just blow them away. That's, that's not, you know, too, uh, you know... Hey, look, crazy. We, we can just have 49 states. We'll, maybe Puerto Rico will finally decide to come <laughs> in. You, know, you never know. Oh, I'm sure the cab will be happy about that. Oh, one. my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so um, the Doctor Who in his Doctor Who fashion, you know, he's actually... This is where you see the whole iconic bow tie because as he's... Um, getting dressed, he tells the the, the warden, and he's like, um, "Do you have a, a database of everybody in the universe?" He's like, yes, we do. He's like, "All right, well, look up the Doctor." Yeah, and then you see every incarnation of the Doctor progressing because they're like using this uh, projection thing, yeah, like a holographic image, uh, yeah, down to where he is. And you see every incarnation of the Doctor, and then as you see the David Tennant, you see Matt Smith walk through it. Yeah, and he says, he's fixing his bow tie, and it's like, "Hello." I'm the doctor. Yeah, that was a, that was a wonderful introduction, you know, and that did help. It helped make him the doctor, yep. you know. And then just with the mention of his name, these aliens are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're the doctor? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm out of here," <laughs> and they're gone. 
kind of guy can make a whole army turn around yeah just from the mention of his name and again why because he's just that damn smart it's just one guy and unfortunately you know like people like to think that might makes right but smart yeah. smart really ends things you know i mean let's put it this way think about world war ii you know you didn't have just an army run in and beat up people you dropped a bomb and that bomb was made by a very smart man yeah <laughs> you know smart kind of wins the war after a while yes it does yeah you know, so that's just it's just the wonders of doctor who it's, it's a great series and it was lots of fun lots of good humor yeah and know. what's cool about it too is that they don't just uh stay they go into the future they go into the past yeah. you see like world war ii events you see uh yeah. they went back to way back in rome and yep. there was vampires of some form there which is actually they weren't vampires they were aliens they, they went to like they give a theory of their destruction of the city of pompeii yeah oh that was beautiful that was beautiful that was during the the david Tennant run mm -hmm. and that was with the companion um oh what Dr. Donna. Uh, donna, donna donna troy yeah believe, so, right? something no like not that. donna troy that's a uh, star trek the next generation or donna noble yes Donna Noble. And there was a whole scene with uh, Dr. Donna, Dr. Donna, which yeah. uh, she actually, because of the reincarnation energy, because there was a point where uh, David Tennant was actually injured. Right. Right. And he started his reincarnation, uh, regeneration cycle. And uh, he had his severed hand and he transferred some of the energy to the severed hand. So he just heals himself. Right. But stays the same, stays right. um, the same person. And then later on, the hand grows another uh, doctor, mm -hmm. but it's it's a human doctor, so it only has one heart. And um, because Donna touched the hand, some of the energy went into her, and she actually gained the intelligence yeah. and the knowledge of the doctor. Right. So they, that's why there was an episode where it was, I guess it's like, uh, what do you call it? Um, a pre um, preluding or what's it called? Oh, um, like a... Are we talking about more of the the precursors or yes, yeah, like a precursor to the to the, the show that's going on in the future, where she actually becomes Doctor Donna in a right. way. Yeah, and Which, it was it was really well. Cool. There's something actually I have to look this one up because I forget how they actually describe it. But um, if you look up Donna Noble, they actually say it was her name itself that told you exactly what what was going to happen. Um, it's something I think it's a uh, well the name Donna the name Donna if I'm not mistaken it's a. Uh, what does that mean? It's lady, and then I think somehow the noble. I'm trying to remember how they. The how noble they, lady. Yeah, but it was more than that. Um, ah, that's going to take me too long to, to run through. Uh, no, no, I'm just wasting air here. It's going to take me too long to find through it. But anyhow, it was just one of those clever uh, name plans that they had done with the, the Donna Noble name. Is that it? Basically, told you that she would be the lady doctor. You know, it's this kind of thing. It was just, again, it was very smart writing. And that's the, that's the whole thing. The show is full yeah, of a lot of very smart very writing. Very smart writing. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, their their villains can be not laughable. And that laughable is when you go back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go back 63 to 89 and you get literally people wearing, like, you know, glittered mops on their head and, and yeah. cardboard bodies. I mean, hey, it, BBC, it BBC was has low, no money. Low budget. Yeah, BBC has so never had budget. money. Yeah. But then it was still, even those episodes it was well were, written. Yeah, were really good. Yeah, because it was well written. That's what kept the sci-fi, you know, mm -hmm. imagination going. I mean, now of course, they I mean they still don't have a huge budget. I mean, they, no. they probably have one of the better budgets probably yeah, that the BBC has. Well, now they got sponsors coming out the the wazoo. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. You know, um, especially with the Americans loving them, I'm sure they're they're getting a lot more sponsors. Since they did, they actually filmed in America. Yeah, that was great. That so. was a great time. You know, um, I'm trying to think. They're villains. Excellent. Yeah. They have the, some of the, the creepiest, creepiest. The iconic villain is a trash can with wheels and a death ray. Oh, 
that that could only be the Daleks. Yes. The Exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> Which is like all they pretty much say. And even when they're talking, it's like, Doctor, we are going to kill you. Yeah, there are people that you do not want wishing you a happy birthday. Yeah. We want to wish you happy birthday. <laughs> yes, yeah, it always sounds creepy. Whoa. What the hell just happened here? Wow. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> okay. I have to say that that sounded creepy. Yeah, they didn't hear that. Oh, okay. But you didn't hear something that sounded really creepy through our microphones. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Ralph is just trying to play some games over there. I, I, you know, I th- Cap, I think you're right. You know, I think he was trying to drive you crazy, and I'm next. <laughs> Damn it. They're on to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Daleks are fantastic. They are just trash cans with wheels and a plunger for an eye. Yes. <laughs> you know, the most non-scary villains in the world. But, but they are scary. Gary, I'm pretty sure if it was that that comes here, I would probably piss my pants. Yeah, well, I, I until I watched the uh, 2005 episode, I always thought that the best thing to do would be to run up a flight of steps to get away from them. But yeah. then we find out that they actually have hover technology. That's right, so they can fly. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the Daleks. You know, if you if you guys look it up, that's D A L E K S. They are not scary looking. No. But once you start understanding their purpose, which is basically to eradicate all life. Yep. Period. You know, and how they go about doing it, and the fact that they've been trying to do it for well, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years, thousands of years. <laughs> you know, it's they're just a great villain. They're just that's his main main villain. Iconic moment was with Matt Smith when he goes to the planet of the Daleks, right? And that's where he first encounters um, his latest companion, Clara. Uh, yep. Boo! I hate <laughs> Clara. You have no idea. <laughs> it's the only it's the only companion I can actually say I've ever hated. Yeah. Well, no, she's not that bad. Yeah. So, anyways, um, he uh, he's going after uh, he's going into the planet of the Daleks because apparently there's some malfunction and these are the whole planet. All it has is malfunctioning Daleks. Yeah, which is when you realize you're talking about a race of genocidal homicidal maniacs, and these are the rejects. Yes, these <laughs> you are the don't ones want to be there. These are the ones that would actually shoot each other. <laughs> so he has to go into the prison and. Uh, turn like the field back on so that they can so that none of them would escape right. and throughout the whole episode he's t- in contact with Oswin which is his latest companion turns out she was actually uh, turned into a Dalek and she didn't really know but as um, he makes her realize that and he escapes the planet she does him a favor because when he goes back to the council of the Daleks to get back on his ship they have no record whatsoever of the doctor. Right. So as he says, I'm the doctor, they all say, the iconic, Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Doctor Who? <laughs> and the whole room fills up, Doctor Who? Which you never really know the doctor's real name. Only one person knows doctor, the doctor's real name. And that's uh, River Song. Right. River Song knows his name. She, you know, I guess it's one of those things where it's but they never really unpronounceable say or yeah. whatever to us or, or too hard to pronounce. And if you're wondering, by the way, he does not call himself Doctor Who. No. Nope. He, he always calls himself, himself the, doctor, the Doctor, which, of course, when if I was to say to you, I'm the Doctor, you would go Doctor Who. Who? Exactly. <laughs> and, that's, and he always ignores that statement. Yeah. But there was a clever one um, where uh, he says to someone, I'm the Doctor, and they go, Doctor what? Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> no. To each his own. <laughs> you know, so, they, so even he realizes, you know, that the humor in that, you know. But it's a great show. Like I said, the Daleks, great villains. and Cybermen. Uh, the Cybermen. You want to talk about freaking, I mean, they look like little clowns in the beginning. I mean, you see them back yeah. in the 60s when they first introduced them. Now they're very sleek. 
they actually give Iron Man a run for his money on like as far as the beauty of their design, oh, yeah. but their yeah. their purpose. Think about for all you comic book geeks are right there. Think cyborg, fully metalized and with uh, a hive mind, mm-hmm. and bent on what they call the perfection of the human race. Right. So they what they do is they take average humans and convert them into Cybermen. And if you're wondering about convert, they don't like, you know, do a Hare Krishna thing. It's not <laughs> it's not food and meditation. No, nope. they actually disassemble you painfully while you're awakened without anesthesia. They yep. start ripping into your bodies with saws and clippers or anything they can. They remove all your vital parts and basically go down to just your brain. Yep. So yeah, it's not a very pleasant conversion. No, it is not. And then they what they kind of kill off the they try their best to kill off the emotional side, which mm-hmm. is always their contradiction. Yeah. Because they they claim that they're not ruled by emotion, yet they are passionately trying to destroy all humans. Yep. It's a very it's a very unusual contradiction to them, which is usually their comeuppance. Yeah. There's a, a, a one famous episode with uh, David Tennant where throughout the whole world there's like ghosts walking mm-hmm. among them, so all you see is this uh, blurred out figure. And people are thinking these are their relatives come back yeah. from the past. But really what it is, is the Cybermen trying to break through from an alternate um, version of Earth. I guess an alternate dimension of Earth. And it's like they're blurry, they're blurred out. Mm-hmm. And as they break through, you actually see them go back into the full Cybermen form. So everybody's like, oh my God, no, that's not my relative. It's not my granddad. <laughs> Some of them are probably like, well, that does kind of look like your relative. <laughs> But it was really, it was really cool way. Yeah, that's just, it's just a creepy, creepy feel, you know, to the show that way. I mean, just these, these metal guys, and um, they have, I forget what their normal speech pattern is, because uh, they have uh, their own things that they usually try and tell you, like, uh, you know, about converting the people, kind of like the uh, exterminate for the Daleks. But uh, they're just, they're, they're kind of like for um, any of you uh, next generation people out there, Star Trek Next Generation, they would be even more vicious than the Borgs, in my yes. opinion. Yes, there. Even though the the early Cybermen didn't move so fast, in uh, the Matt Smith when they brought back the Cybermen, yeah, those those Cybermen can really give Iron Man a run for his money. You know, but now you're bringing me to uh, some sad story time. As much as I like Doctor Who, this very last season had some questionable stories to me, and the the return of the Cybermen was one of them where they could somehow move at super speed, but then didn't okay. seem to move at super speed when they. When they should be uh, attacking other people. Yeah, so that, that show was a little bit questionable for me. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I mean, you can't have them always. I guess it was like a, a, one t- like a momentary sprint that they I, did. Yeah, I guess so. It, it, there's just a lot of problems. I, it, you know, ever since they came back with the, the latest um, companion, uh, Claire Oswald, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big you fan really of her. You don't like Claire. I know. I, I hope that she died at the end of that season, <laughs> and she didn't. And I, was, I have no idea how pissed I was. Hey. Yeah, for those of you who didn't watch it, at the end of the last season, um, Clara is led uh, with the Doctor in, in tow to, uh, I guess you could call it the Doctor's grave. Right. Basically, it's a huge planet yeah. that is of graves, basically. Which it was the huge, the actual, the whole planet is the TARDIS. Yeah. And it's just like the TARDIS without the Doctor, so it's imploded. Or, or it is imploding. Anyways, when you get to the center of the planet, you see this was white beam of light just shining there and they're led there by this malevolent i guess uh sentient being you can call right that's been this uh what's the great intelligence yeah the great intelligence yeah which is uh, that's again old school doctor who yeah so the great intelligence has been chasing there because he wants to rewrite 
the doctor's history and just erase them from the timeline entirely. Right. And this white light is the doctor's timeline. So if you jump in there, you can pretty much go to where the doctor is and kill him on the toilet if you wanted to. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they do that. No. So the intelligence goes in there and you see like uh, Matt Smith characters like fading away because he's rewriting the doctor. Clara uh, graciously jumps into like knowing that she would most likely die. Jumps and, into and I it. was praying for that. <laughs> and that's why um, the doctor knows her as the girl who... Well, he doesn't know her for that. He only knows her as the impossible girl. As the impossible girl. Because he's met her... This is the third time he's met her yeah. over the span of, like, what, 200 and something years. Of his time, throughout his timeline. So he's, yeah. he's wondering why she looks the same, sounds the same. But she has also no memory of who she was. So she's not yeah. the same girl, per se. So this answer is pretty cool. This is like the doctor does. They come around full circle, and they answer all those, un, those unanswered questions. Except right. for the ultimate, what's the doctor's name? Right. But let's not get into that one. Anyway, she jumps in and sacrifices herself. And as the doctor's re reconstituting, he's asking what's going on. And he's like, oh, Clara jumped in to save you. Now, the, the biggest taboo the doctor can do is cross his own timeline. Right. And he jumps into the beam and crosses his timeline over a thousand times yeah. just to try and save her. And he pulls her out. And this is where you see, when they close, that you see, uh, was the, is the guy... Uh, well, it's not the new doctor. It's, no. it's John Hurt. You yeah. see John, you see John, John Hurt. Hurt, and he's like, who are you? I'm the doctor. Yeah. And that's where it ends right there. And this is, this is where the, the 50th anniversary special that's coming up is going to answer a lot of questions yeah. about that. Basically, he's a version of the doctor, at least what we're being hinted at, um, especially through all the uh, the fanboy sites, is that he's a version of the doctor that literally may not have called himself the doctor. Yeah. So that he, instead of this being the, 12, uh, the 11th doctor with Matt Smith, He's, it might really be the twelfth Doctor. It's just that this is the only one that never called himself that because he did something evidently so heinous. Yeah. So this that he did not want it associated with that name. He might actually be the first Doctor. He might be the Doctor before he took the TARDIS. Right. The one who, uh, if well, for those of you who don't know, um, the Doctor because he's called the Fugitive also because um, his race, the Time Lords, were vicious. Vicious people. They yeah, thought a bunch themselves. Of pricks. Yeah, they thought themselves uh, above everyone. The doctor wasn't one of them. He was actually, uh, according to his himself, he was a great warrior, and he wasn't always called the doctor. He took that name. Right. So he took the name the doctor because of so much pain that he caused before. So he wanted to be a healer and not a killer. Right. So, um, so th this new guy might be the the one who first chose to become the doctor that's right it'll be interesting to see where they put him you know or or he also could be a doctor that um because they have never a hundred percent addressed the time war because that kind of happened in between um i think like we, we kind of figure somewhere between the seventh and the ninth doctor yeah which obviously would be number eight but just somewhere in that where um that time period is where the war happened or where the war ended yeah. where he um basically killed his entire race yeah um, well, not not really killed. What he did was, um, he surrounded the planet with what they call a time lock, right. so that they could never escape, and no one can actually go into that time. Even if you right. have a time machine, a TARDIS, you can't uh, teleport to that time. It's time locked. Right, which is why he's supposedly the last of the time lords. Even though you have the master, the master keeps wandering around. Which was very good because um, it was David. It was David Tennant era. Mm -hmm. The master 
was a very uh, prominent villain in the, the in the early in the early ones, yeah. Doctor Who, and he was an old man just like the Doctor that before they ended it. So, oh, oh, yeah, he was a, he was an, one of his incarnations. One of his regenerations was an old man, right? And in the David Tennant era, you see the old man there, but he doesn't remember who he is. But he knows he's he has uh, uh, knowledge of advanced technology because he's like the the head tech of this world that's about to end, right? And as it, it was really cool the way they did it too, because as the world's about to end, um, he opens up with this pocket watch, and all his memories flow back into right. it. Right? And then he gets shot and regenerates with inside the TARDIS, and he steals the TARDIS from the Doctor. Right. And the only reason the Doctor gets away is because he's with um, Jack Harkness, which is a very prominent character. He gets his own spinoff. Into, uh, Torchwood. Called Torchwood, yeah. That was a great show. Great show. Um, and which, <laughs> and he escapes because he has a time vortex watch, which allows him to t- travel through time and space and whatever. It's, like, right. it's dirty time travel, they call it. <laughs> And they escape, but it was just really cool how they brought back yeah. the master. Yeah, I mean the the master is a great one. I mean he's up there with the, uh, with you know with the major villains. Even though you don't usually see him that much anymore, I think yeah. back in the day he well, was pretty prominent. Like, you know, he was like the villain that the doctor constantly had to fight. But yeah. now, you know, I think they kind of gave him his one big play. And, and I don't he's, know if he's we'll see dead him now. And he damn well better be dead. Yeah, he won't. Well, who knows, right? But at, at the that was he was the one of the the he was the cause of why. Um, the doctor David Tennant got radiation poisoning because right. in one of the episodes um, he's he, he's always constantly hearing this drumming yeah. in his head and it turns out that it's the 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 Gallifreyans you say mm-hmm. right the the high time lords in Gallifrey had sent out a pulse through time and space and he's like a time beacon so that they can get through right and, the, and, and get the, past the, the time the, the thumb the, the thrumming he kept hearing was basically representing their double heartbeats yeah which That's i thought was actually really cool as well yeah. I mean, there's a lot there guys I mean, you know we're, we're, we're tossing out a lot here with the doctor who stuff because yeah, we're just you, we're tossing it all in there you got to get a map just to figure out where we you are definitely need a map with that um <laughs> so you know we talked about the dolls we talked about the masters the cybermen um another really cool villain um, are the Weeping Angels. Oh, yes. Yeah. Weeping. Yeah, these... anybody that's ever seen angels like in the, in the graveyards, you know, you know, the wings usually uh, folded down and the, the hands are to the face or something like that. Mm-hmm. These are beings that are... When you look at them, they don't move. But the moment you turn your back, they are right at your back. And Not the way... Not just the back. Don't blink. Yeah, don't, don't blink. blink. <laughs> the way that they kill is by sending people back in time. And... And the, energy the energy from, them. from that is how they feed. Yeah. They basically let you live your life to death. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but and just they, in another time. They feed off of that. But these are... Who would ever thought a statue could be so freaking scary? It's one of the most hideous right? and frightening things. Yeah, I don't, I don't think with. the cab could survive an episode of that. He'd probably pee his pants. <laughs> He's probably peeing his pants now. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> weeping angels. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> but it's like... it's You see, if, if you see an, a weeping angel... You can't even blink because every time you blink within that second, they can move right. a, a distance. Yeah, I forgot the uh, the term they use with how they get locked um, into their stasis, but it's something about basically if they if they're seen, they can't move. But then the moment they're not seen, they can move incredibly fast. Yes, you know, but that's also including um, they can't look at each other either. Yeah, because if they look at each other, then they become permanently locked mm-hmm. as long as they're still gazing at each other. Yeah, it's just it's a it's again it's one of these things of a. Uh, not only are they just well done, it's just this this great thought, you know, and that's what I like a lot, a lot about the Doctor Who 
characters, whether they be villains, good guys, whether it's just a mission. I, I just like the thought that's put into to most of the creations that's behind it. You know, oh, it's yeah. a very unique thought. And especially there was a, one episode with the Weeping Angels where they were trying to get away, but the lights keep flickering. Yeah. So as they get closer and closer and closer, you just like wondering. I actually felt like my heart beating quicker. It's like, oh my God, this thing is just, I'm not even there and it's scaring me. Yeah, because they also, I mean, again, if you think of those stone statues that are faded looking in, you know, kind of like chiseled out and pitted that you see in the cemeteries, well, imagine not only is that statue moving, but, it, uh, well, moving and then frozen in whatever motion it was in when you look at it. But then as it's getting closer, what they usually do is they remove their hands from their face yeah. and there's just this, Bangs. this, this, these yeah, fang, mouth, like shark teeth actually. Yes, yeah. like a, a shark teeth and these these evil evil faces, you yeah. know. And it's just so it's just so creepy, you know. I've actually seen quite a few shirts where it's like you see the weeping angel with with his hands over his face and it says "Don't blink." Yeah, yeah. those were pretty cool. Well, shirts. It's just so any of you people that may have been at the comic con and saw the "Don't blink" shirts, that's exactly what that was referencing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so you know you're definitely missing out on the Doctor Who, uh, you know. Um, definitely miss out on the Doctor Who stuff if you're not watching it. it it's a lot to catch up on, um, even just in the last eight years. Oh, yeah. You know, like I told you, I mean, if you want to go back 63 to 89, you know, more power to you. Definitely, if you become that hardcore, you will enjoy it. Um, but start 2005, you know, catch up with Crystal Eccleston and go forward. You will love it. I, I guarantee it. I, I guarantee everyone would love it. And if the cap was brave enough, brave enough, if he had the cojones. That's right. And I think I said that right, right? Yeah, you said it. Ah, there you yeah. go. The cojones. The cojones. Here you go. <laughs> if he had those, if his girlfriend wasn't carrying them in her purse, <laughs> <laughs> he could probably watch a few episodes of Doctor Who. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Maybe not the Weeping Angels one. Well, we, not that. We don't want to scare him. Uh, like well, we that. turn on all the lights and, yeah, you know, yeah. we keep telling him positive thoughts. Yeah, we'll hold it. We'll, 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 you know, pat his bald head and be like, it's okay. You're safe. You're safe. <laughs> I think that would make him more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Uh, you never know. He might like it. You know? <laughs> Cap's a strange guy. We can talk about him because he's not here to defend himself. That's right. You know, you know my mama raised me right. You know, you talk about people when they're not here. <laughs> you know, that's called manners. That's what we, we call that manners. <laughs> so what you got to say, Ralph? What do you, what do you give, um, at least from 2005 to 2000 and now, what do you say about Doctor Who? Where do you rate that? I give it 10 a la out of 10. <laughs> I definitely like that. I think that was a pretty decent Alonzi. I'm not sure though. You might have to work on that. I'm, I'm still working on it. You're working on I'm that. Still working on it. You know, that's part of that that whole classy thing. So you got the twilight, yeah. the blue phone box, and then you work on the French. Yeah, is that the order it goes in? Yeah, yeah that's right. I yeah. even got my my own sonic screwdriver. I was just about to say because I'm going to give it ten sonic screwdrivers out of ten myself there, yeah. and I just know that in the spirit of things that the cap himself would probably give that. A nice ten TARDIS out of ten. He'd probably give us six claws. <laughs> <laughs> he would be. He's probably waiting. He's waiting for the six claw reference to come up there. We have know? to throw it in, in every episode. <laughs> but definitely worth checking out. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? This is the Cap again, letting you know that we want to hear from you. We meaning me. Mike and Ralph. So we just want to hear what's on your mind. Do you agree with some of the things we said? Do you think we're full of crap? Or just some suggestions you have? We definitely want you to hit us up. So please take the time out and you can email us at m22lcmr at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter handle at meanwhile22. 
Also, if you're wondering what the hell are they talking about by a Doctor Who border, you can check our growing um, website at meanwhile22pageslater.com. That 22 is a number. Now back to the show. Well, uh, after that quick little break, how you feeling, Mike? I'm feeling all right there. Did you just hear the captain? Yeah, I, I think we had him on the commercial. Oh, wow. So, wait, he's good enough to go and do a commercial, but he can't be bothered to do the show. Yeah. What the you, hell is that with that guy? You know how it is? You see a little bit of money and you just go away, right? It's that fame, man. Yeah. It's just fame. He's just like Miley Cyrus now. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably wherever he is, just twerking away. I don't yeah. even want to know. With his tongue out. <laughs> oh, anyways. You know, so uh, after Doctor Who, you know, we watch a lot of TV since Mike's, uh, since uh, Cap's not here. Yeah. Guess we should talk about a few shows that we watch. You notice, though, this is a positive review show yeah. when the cap's not here. So, you know, he likes to think that I drink the Haterade. No. But, you know, I'm starting to think that, like, you know, maybe when he's not here, the, he's, the he's vibe the, goes up. He's the one that brings the Haterade for you to drink. <laughs> he's my supplier. There you go. <laughs> hey, Mike, you need some? Yeah, that's right. Here you go. Drink up, Mike. Drink, drink up. It. First one's free. <laughs> that's how they hook you. That's right. So you got some good shows out there. What have you been watching? Well, recently, I've been watching Supernatural. you got to watch Supernatural. Yes. This is like, what, season nine? I think so. Funny story. It What's was that? supposed to end two seasons ago, but because of the popularity of the show, they kept on going. So that's like, wow. The, the, I think it was the seventh season. Okay. It was like, the story was a little bit crazy. Not the, the eighth season. Well, eighth, okay. Eighth the season. one with the Leviathans. Right. Well, wait, the eighth season was... After the Leviathan, wasn't okay, it? so the seventh season. Okay, yeah. The whole Leviathan storyline right. seemed a little like crazy, right? Because they were just trying to catch up because they didn't really have any stories for it. The writer who wrote the whole Supernatural series, right? He left, I believe. Wow. So now someone else is writing, and that's why it seems a little. <laughs> he's different. like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my, well, my storyline is done. I'm, I'm not gonna write anymore. <laughs> you guys figure it out. And right? then the world exploded. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's why the whole apocalypse happens, and then boom, you have Le- Leviathans, right? Oh, wow. That's interesting. I mean, I know it's really weird, like, how the show has lasted as long as it did because really Smallville was its end because it followed Smallville for years. Yep. And um, I I think everyone thought that when Smallville went, it was going. Yeah. (laughs) But now it survived. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. Even Smallville lasted quite long, too. 10 years, man. And they freaking make Superman fly at the very end. What the fuck is that? Well, because they always said that. Um, he would never fly, even though they they did the horrible thing where, as Kyle L, he could fly. Yeah. But as Clark Kent, Kent he couldn't. Could that was because Clark Kent was scared of heights. Right. And yeah. he, he prevented himself from flying, but uh, Kira flied it all, flew all the time. Yeah. It's it's it, we don't even go into small yeah. Even though the thing is, I I love the show enough to watch all ten years yeah. and read season eleven <laughs> in in comic book form, which is what I've been doing, and it's actually been kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Supernatural, for those of you who haven't uh, been watching it, follows two boys, uh, Sam and Dean Winchester, right. whose family, which you, if you watch, you will find out, is has a deep history in the occult, I guess you could say. Right. They are called hunters, which they hunt out uh, monsters and demons that plague the earth. There's, there's actual demons that come from hell and possess people. Right. So their family hunts down, cre- does exorcisms. Yes, I said exorcisms. Ooh. Is that like at the gym or? No, no, not exercise. Oh, right? I'm sorry. Exorcism with the holy water and the Latin ah, speech. Ah, okay, that. there you go. In nomine de padre, you know, all that crap. Oh, the Domino's Monopoly, that's, whatever. That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they uh, they have a deep history on their mother's side. They were born hunters. On their father's side, 
they're wizards. Right. And we're, we're finding out now that yeah. they're actual wizards. Which, it, you don't want to use the word wizards because that then makes you think Harry Potter. They're, yeah, they're called... Uh, men of Letters. Yes, the Men of Letters. You know, but yeah, but they basically were supposed to be learned or how they say in the old way, learned, learned uh, mystics. Yes. That's right, yes. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just great. And you get a lot of um, variety of monsters too. It's not just... Uh, you know, vampires and werewolves. I mean, yeah. you, you get the Wendigos. You get lots of demons. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Um, what else? Do they Demonic clowns. Yes. I mean, genies. Genies, that's true. Which are different angels. than not Barbara Eden. There's no one in a two-piece suit there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just lots of fun. And, and then there's the even um, self-referential fun that they've had. Like, you know, where they actually, uh, um, I think it was actually in the, oh, no, it was season six, I remember, because they kept saying it was season six where um, there was a battle um, and the apocalypse was coming and stuff like that and they were trying to hide from the, this one archangel and oh. the spell sent them into an alternate world and the alternate world is where Supernatural is a TV show yeah. and they were actually the actors, you know, <laughs> Jared Kodalecki yep. and they actually you know, came to our world. Yeah, it was just, you know, just lots of fun making fun of that and they've had others too where uh, they've had Loki Yes. Loki was on there and he's a mischief maker as he is and with lots of powers of shape reality so mm-hmm. he had them on like TV shows and it's just lots which of fun turns out that Loki was actually an angel really I didn't catch that part which was it was one of them it turns out that he was an angel oh no it was the genie one the oh. genie was apparently the devil's right-hand man. Oh, okay. It was okay. Lucifer's right-hand man. That's oh, what it was. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of twists, but it's a lot of fun show. I mean, it's nothing hard edge. I mean, there's some shows that are a little bit more uh, touching or slightly grittier than others, but it, there's nothing that's going to, you know... Well, there's stuff that probably puts some people into the, uh, the scared of the dark. Uh, you know. <coughs> Cap. I, I didn't want to say. <laughs> I was about to say some people that are more, you know, follically challenged on their heads might, you know. Of Puerto Rican ancestry. <laughs> he just hates Matt. So, you know, the worst part about talking about him like this is that he has a whole week to just, just like write down yeah. all of his insults just I, to get them I can, going. I can hear next week. Uh, we're going to give him a, a special moment. <laughs> For him just to come back. A spotlight. Yes. It'll be the, the Caps hour. He'll have 20 minutes. Here's the Cap moment. Yes. <laughs> you know. But uh, no, this is definitely it's a good show, and you should be watching it. And I just wonder, though, how much longer it's going to last. I, I wonder if this will be the last season. Are they trying for 10? You know? Well, now you, I mean, now you got all the angels being kicked out of heaven. Well, he- yeah, heaven's locked. So heaven's locked down for angels, so no angels could go. But people... If you die, you go ahead. If you're going to heaven, go to heaven. You're, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or if you're going to hell, I mean, the gates of hell are still open, too. Hell's always open. Yeah. <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> it's a party. Serving. Well, according to Crowley, who's the, the king of hell now, right. the way he's he's reorganized hell is just one long waiting line. <laughs> Could you imagine actually waiting online to get into hell? Like, that would even be... That's, that's just hell. That's hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, I'm going to be damned for all eternity, but I have to wait in a long line yep. to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? You're just like, it's not even a club you're waiting for. You know? nope. I'm, I'm just waiting to stand on my head and shit. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going to be. But Supernatural is a good show. Yeah, huh? definitely a good one. Um, what you been watching, Mike? I have been watching, and I am not afraid to say it as a grown man, I have been watching and loving Once Upon a Time. Yes, that I is. Love that's that's I watch it too. Uh, you know that this is like the Caps cringe hour too. I mean, yeah, because Doctor Who in the beginning, and now we're saying the the words once, once upon, upon a time. Which funny story because um, the Caps girlfriend watches Once Upon a Time because she's cool. Yes, that's right. She and, and she can beat me up, so I'm making sure she understood <laughs> that she's cool. <laughs> and the Cap every time we bring up Once Upon a Time, the Cap's like, oh, she watches it all the time. I'm like, well, you should be watching it with her. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a great show. He's a hater. Yeah. No, it is. It's a great show. It's it's um you know for anyone that's not watching that one, it's it's a hodgepodge of the fairy tales. Basically, every fairy tale that you've ever heard of is real, and it was in its own dimension let's say for lack of a better word there's a whole fairy tale fairy tale dimension and even within the fairy tale dimensions there's fairy tale dimensions yeah, so, um so we're speaking peter pan tinkerbell yeah the seven dwarves snow white prince charming cinderella yeah. sleeping beauty mulan yeah king arthur and his, his uh yeah. his round table interestingly enough though what i thought was funny um that pinocchio for that one yeah pinocchio is another good one um that all Apple of the things that we consider fairy tales were in this one realm, but then things that were considered stories are in, you ever notice they're in other dimensions. For instance, Alice in Wonderland is not a fairy tale, it's, it's a story, story. and right. they have to go to another dimension to get there. Yep. And the coolest one um, was a great episode where um, um, Rumpelstiltskin um, actually uh, goes to the Frankenstein novel. Oh yeah, that's and he right. Has to, again, he has to travel to another universe to, to go universe to that to go story. To but it's great because I love the fact that the way they filmed it is, you know, it's, it's an white. old movie. It's except he was in color. Yeah. Because he's from a land that's full of color. That's right. You know, so it was just really wonderful. And the guy, um, I should look it up, but I'm too lazy now to look it up. But the actor that plays Rumpelstiltskin in the fairy tale, he's also Mr. Gold in the regular world. Yes. Um, and we'll get to that regular world part in a second. He is a phenomenal actor. He does a great job. His Rumpelstiltskin is creepy, scary, and hysterical all at the same time. I used to, um, he was on Stargate Universe. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. And he was really good in that one, too. Oh, wow. Okay. I just love it because um, in Stargate Universe, he, he played, I think it was a Scottish actor. Oh, okay. And he did the accent really well. Oh, very nice. Okay. And in this one, he does a, was an English accent. Oh, no, he's Irish, I think. He's or, Irish? I yeah, because it's definitely not all English. I'm going to go with Irish because it reminds me a little bit more leprechaunish yeah, sometimes. It, 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 what's funny, though, is like all these uh, people in the fairy tale land come from the same land, right. but yet they all have different freaking accents. Right. right. Well, because it is not supposed to be like a little forest land. I mean, it is supposedly, I guess it would be like the United States or maybe even larger than that where there is people that have different places, so, I guess. So the Enchanted Forest is the melting pot of storyline. I guess so yeah. because, I mean, Milan is from that dimension and, like, you know, no one had ever seen her and she's that's the true. only Asian we've seen so far. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know, but any, so they, they were in their land and they're, you know, and it's all not happily ever after. I mean, they're, they're, they're still living even past what we know as a story, mm -hmm. but the evil queen who, again, that's another, she does a great performance. The evil queen casts a spell to take a, away... A curse. Yeah, a curse. She casts a curse that to take away everyone's happiness and what it does is it brings them to our world because there's no magic in our world and but she would still retain her magic to a point yeah. to a degree and it, it turns out that the whole thing was just a plan of Rumpelstiltskin who's also the dark one he always has a plan dearie yeah. he wanted his uh, his son Belfire which turns out to be a very key uh, person in the, in the show mm -hmm. left him when he was younger because he hated what his father become because he, he hadn't always had power. Yeah, Rumpelstiltskin, um, it possesses a, a lot of magic, but it's all evil. Or he uses it for evil, let's yeah. just put it that way. Because I guess, you know, power corrupts. Right. And he has almost absolute power. And when, when he was a, a guy who was stepped on and picked on and mm -hmm. who was branded a coward, of course, that's all going to turn bad. Right. So anyways, his son leaves him using a magic bean and he gets transported to another world. So he spends all that time trying to find a way to get his son back, right. which I guess in a way is kind of endearing, mm -hmm. you know. But the only way he could do it, because there's no more magic beans, is by using a curse. Right. And he doesn't have what he uh, the ingredients to enact the curse, so he tricks the queen 
into doing it for him. Right. Well, but the one thing it needed was um, the, for her to take and kill the heart of someone that was loved. Yeah, to, and he had no one that he loved by yeah. that point, you know. And, and she, she takes her, her. She takes her own father's heart. Yeah. Yeah. and uses it to do the curse that's yeah. crazy and it's just it's a great story um because of the fact that it it it, it, it breathes new life and and adds on or just has fun with fairy tales that you already know and love and everything like that but it's a, it's it's more than just a story about let's be clever and put stories together i mean it's it's attempts at redemption i mean you, you know for the first two seasons the, uh, you keep thinking that regina that's the name of the evil queen yeah that she might have a possibility for redemption and she still might yeah. but that's the whole point is that it's it's about her trying to redeem herself. She's trying to become good, but not in the way that's so casual. She's not trying to be good. Yeah. She just thinks that, you know, basically if she just loves somebody, like she loves her adopted son, that maybe that'll make her good. And it's like, no, you need more than that. Yeah. And Rumpelstiltskin the same way. He also is, I think, in his own way, trying to find redemption. Yeah, he's, they all you know. fight with the, with their inner demons of right. good and evil. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun, and you even know, Snow White has a little black in her heart now. She, now she does. You know, she's responsible for uh, the death of somebody. Snow White kills somebody. Yeah, man, she ganked that bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, it, wasn't, it wasn't that drastic, but she does. She is responsible for someone's death. Sure, she lights a candle, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> that, still murder. It's still murder. It's still know? murder. But yeah, that's no, a great show. Um, you definitely should be watching that. Now, that would be as opposed to though Alice. I mean, it's like Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which it parallels the show that you see parts if. Uh, you haven't seen the latest episode, but right. in the latest episode, they talk about the history or the background of um, the uh, the Knife of Hearts. The Knife of the Hearts. The Knife of Hearts. Mm -hmm. Turns out he's, you want to hear this? Oh, yeah. He's Will Scarlet from Robin Hood. Oh, okay, okay. So he actually, he's from the Enchanted Forest. Okay. And the queen mm -hmm. is Anastasia, which you, you, they talked about it in the last episode. Right. She's actually the love of his life, but which I kind of figured they were going to end up having those two be the love um, of each other. But now my question is this though: Where did the queen come from? She came from the enchanted forest too. But th does she mention having become the new queen? No, because remember we yeah. already know that Cora Cora was, was the, the was the red queen. I'm pretty sure something along the way happened yeah. where Cora probably taught her. Like seduce her to and well, use that's the, magic. That's, that's my problem so far with the show is that because of her being the queen, it's kind of angering me that they haven't explained it up for again for those of you that may not know. Um, uh, like Ralph already said, it's they're, they're, um, It's not a coincidence in the names. Once upon a time, this one is a spinoff of the original show. Um, but this one is set in Wonderland, so Alice in Wonderland is the main character. But we've already seen Wonderland or pieces of it in Once Upon a Time, and there we met the Red Queen. You know, off with her head, that Red Queen. Yeah was actually the evil queen's mother yeah. that was trapped there. Um, but in this show, she isn't that woman, so we, I don't understand that. And we know the shows are related because the Knave of Heart in the very opening scene of the first episode was is going into Grant, right, he's in Storybrooke, which is the name of the town that uh, the uh, Enchanted Forest people came to um, in America. Storybrooke, Storybook. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he goes into Granny's Inn. So, and we see the dwarf and we see uh, Red, Red Riding Hood. So we know that it's all part of the same world, but the fact that we've seen Wonderland and now we've seen, we're seeing different people in Wonderland is begging questions. Kind of a cool part though, um, is that, you know, in the Alice in Wonderland, besides the Red Queen as a villain, we have Jafar yes. from the Aladdin story. From Aladdin, yes. <laughs> as, the, as a villain. Um, and it's, it's and the genie's there and the genie is there and uh no it's not robin williams no. if anyone's wondering <laughs> no robin williams has his own show called the crazy ones on nbc it's actually pretty good doesn't i nah, i can't bring myself I, even though it's got my girl buffy on there it's got sarah <laughs> michelle gillard but i haven't watched it yet 
But um, but now I think you are happier with the the Wonderland story than I am. I, I'm actually I, I find it pretty interesting. You know, okay, it's, it's really good. Uh, it's well done though, the way they did the first episode. Okay, where like they show they. I really like those episodes, those shows where they do flashbacks and they show the present at yeah. the same time. Well, that's so, how Once Upon a Time has been, and I so, like that. So, like, it, it kind of confuses you a little bit because you don't know where the fuck you are. Right. But it's, it's, it was really good, too. And then nice. you see her, like, uh, in the beginning of the first episode, Alice is in a, a in a sane asylum because she had come back from Wonderland and she's telling these marvelous stories and people are like, you know, this chick is crazy. Right. Well, well then also she's, they said that she's been... She's been to Wonderland several times. Like yes. she keeps going back there and coming back, trying to convince them that she went, and that's just not helping her story. Like, yeah, because I mean, if you disappear for a while and then you come back and it's like, oh, I was in Wonderland. What's that? You were some guy or something? Right. Your little girl going to Wonderland? Huh? <laughs> By Wonderland, what do you mean? <laughs> hmm. Anyways, so she's in the insane asylum, and they're like um, telling her, they're repeating the stories that she said, and now she's saying, oh no. It must have been a lie, whatever. It was. It didn't really happen. This and this and this. And when she's losing all hope, she's actually going to kill herself. About to kill herself. Right. The knave of heart shows up and he's like, come on, we got to go. We got to get out of here. She's, and the reason she's so depressed is because she thought the man that she loved had died. And that's and the she, genie. And that's the genie. And she finds out, no, he's alive. And the knave of hearts is there to save her. And you just see her light up real quick. And then so the guards are coming. Uh, the, the orderlies are coming in to restrain her. And she, this is girl, she weighs like, what, maybe 100 pounds or something? Wet. Yeah. <laughs> she takes these guys out like she was freaking Black Widow in the Avengers. <laughs> oh, my God, Black Widow. What? She does, I think she, she like grabs yeah, one does. of them with her head and knocks them out. Like, she does. But that's, what? Which is kind of my problem with the show. Not so much just that fight scene. It's just that um, I just find the fact that um, as opposed to Once Upon a Time where there's so many stories and so many people involved that you're getting interesting interactions and everybody has to work together or at least pieces of them have to work together to, to achieve common goals. Whereas here, at least so far, and again, I haven't seen the, the very last one, but it's very Alice centric. I mean, I understand it's Alice in Wonderland, but it's just, you know, she's the one that seems to solve problems and, you know, like the Knave of Hearts, for instance, can't swim, so she has to save him by swimming. You yeah. know, it's just, it's very, the fact that she, can, she literally can fight like a warrior. You if, know. if you're asking why the Knave of Hearts was in the water and he can't swim, was because he, uh, I guess, broke the Silver Fairy's heart and she dropped him into the lake. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fairy tale stuff there yeah. for people like <laughs> not knowing. But um, but I I still say give it a try. I mean, I know there's people out there that really like it, and I, you're saying it's it's worth watching. But yeah, I definitely say give it a show. So speaking of another fairy tale show, Ooh, what's that? Grim. Oh, I love Grim. It just started yesterday. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Restarted it. Started yesterday. Well, Grim is uh, all those brother Grim fairy tales that you hear. You tell your kids as a as a warning. You know, watch out the boogeyman and all that crap. Mm -hmm. But it it starts out in Portland with uh, this cop named Nick whose family are Grimm's. Now, Grimm's are, as they, you can see, are like, not the Grim Reapers, but they're... Which is my first thought. I'm yeah. like, Grim Reapers? But they're, they're named after the Brothers Grimm, who were the first to be able to see these creatures that, I guess, live among us. They're, right. I guess you could say human-animal hybrids. So or human, not even just animals, human something else hybrids, yeah. I guess, you know. So you have, like, uh, werewolves, but they they all, each one has the, the, the German names. Right. So they're called blue plots. Right. Then you got um, what's the the one? The what, witches, um, what they're called? You oh, know, I can't remember. Um, 
It's not going to come. It's not coming. Oh, the um, Hex and Beast. Hex and Beast or the witches. Right. And you have a variety of ones. You got ones that are like uh, little hamsters. That they're oh, there's the timid beavers, and whatnot. Yeah, the beavers. beavers. You got um, snakes. Yeah. People who are like snake people and lions. Lions. And the, what the the love interest love interest of the werewolf actually is a fox, right? No, she's like a, a beagle kind of a thing. Oh. Those were rare. Well, I thought she was a fox. No, it's, is it a fox? I think so. I think she's a fox or some form. She's either a fox well, or... Well, she a, is foxy. Yeah, she's foxy. But I think she's supposed <laughs> to be a fox. But yeah, I mean, you know, so what it is is that um, even unless they go full on into their change, um, no no one human, can see them. Human, only, normal only humans the only see them as yeah. normal humans. But when they're highly agitated, like some kind of a stress situation, the Grimms are able to see their other form. Yeah. So like what we see as an audience is we see a CGI overlay onto their faces yep. and um it's usually some of them are really grisly some of them are very very well done oh, you yeah. know um and they do have um two limited degrees enhanced strengths or speeds or whatever or like the special Grimm's, abilities again as much as i love the show though my only problem is that they've never said that the Grimms, like the Grimms, are almost like buffy yeah because you know it is passed down through the the, the bloodline Blood, yeah but they don't seem to have any special strength. But yet this guy gets thrown around like a paper doll. No, see, they they do make mention that Grimm's aren't normal because when when a Grimm looks at uh, a Vessen, that's what they call them, mm-hmm. looks at a Vessen, and they he sees that he sees them, they see him and they notice that he's a Grimm. Okay. So I guess they they haven't showed the audience, but I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line they're probably gonna say. That he looks differently to them. Okay, that's very good. Okay, that's because they, when they look at him, they can tell right away. Oh my God, it's a Grim. Right. You know. Oh, very interesting. Okay, because I've always wondered that. But like, but he, but he not he hasn't been mentioned to have like super strength or anything no, but, like that, uh, right? No. Which but, is what I also never understand why they're exactly so afraid of him. Because I'm like, well, why don't you just attack him? He is. He has been shown to like have enhanced strength. Okay. Um, and there was an episode where he was partially blind, or he was blinded for a while. Mm-hmm. And it actually caused his hearing to get better. Oh, I did see that. So, like, it was, like, right. like Superman-level hearing. Right. You know? Okay. And in uh, in the latest episode, you want to hear this? No. You don't hear this? All right. The, the people that do spoilers, I don't want to hear spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and the latest episode is interesting. Remember how the the season finale? Right. He got sprayed in the eyes. Right, with the, the zombie. There's a yeah. This guy is kind of like a blowfish. Yeah, he's like a he's like a, an African blowfish, basically. The voodoo blowfish. Yeah, because he brings them back and the, he controls the people that he brings back. Right. So he got sprayed in the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just say this: he doesn't react the same way. Nice, because okay. he's a grim. Right. Right. Okay. It's a, it's a good show. It's um it again it's a, one of the shows that's a lot of fun. Um, you know it's it, it's. It's definitely not on the, the quality level of, like, Buffy, but it would remind you in a sense of, you know, here's somebody that was born with a mission. Um, he's not a young, you know, teenager now. He is in his, and you know, 30s or whatever. He but. got that whole Batman complex going on to where his, both his parents, well, he thought both his parents were dead. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he grows up uh, by his aunt, and after she's killed is the, when he actually gains the ability to see uh, right. the Vessen. Yeah. So you know it's 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 a it's a good story so far. Um, it's, it's also got the buddy cop thing going on. He has a yeah, partner, partner, you know, his black partner is a cop. I bet you're um, happy about that one. Right? <laughs> it's a little minority here. It's, you know, I'm not Mr. Pro. You know, hey, well, we need diversity, but his, it's just nice to have his diversity. girlfriend is like from Spain or something. I think it was. Is that what she's supposed to be? Well, she speaks perfect. Spanish. I was say she speaks Spanish, but I think she just happens to speak Spanish. I think. Oh. I don't know, but it's it's a fun show, and definitely if you're not watching, it's it's worth catching up on, and it's it's an easy show. Again, it's not a um, a blood and gore kind of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, good Even effects. though there is a lot of blood yeah. and gore. <laughs> yeah, it is. There is. Um, but it's not like, a, I don't think it's disturbingly so, you know. One one scene real quick. It was pretty cool. Um, there's four Reapers, I think it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was. No, no, not Reapers. Um, these are just uh, assassins that were sent to kill him. Okay. Four of them. And he takes them out like it was nothing. Oh, nice. Okay. And then even when um, they have Reapers, Reapers are killers of Grimm's. Okay. Which is a... Kind of a little interesting thing there. They actually yeah, have, doesn't someone say like Grim Reaper or something like that? Yeah. And they're like, "What's up with that?" And yeah. <laughs> so um, the Reapers carry size and they go after the Grim, and he takes out two Reapers at the same time. It's oh. like, it was crazy. Oh, okay, like he does have to use. Was, and this I like this guy because he has attitude. Because after he kills the the, the Reaper, mm-hmm. he sends the heads back to the people that sent it after. <laughs> I think that would tell me to not come after you by that point. Yeah. So like, whoa, whoa. whoa. What'd you get in the mail today? Hmm, let me see. Ah, damn, it's another Reaper head. Can you tell them to stop sending Reapers over there? Right? We don't want to have anything to do with this guy. But you know, though, if it came in one of those nice uh, Amazon uh, boxes oh, with, with a smile face, on his face, yeah. that would actually kind of feel warm to get the head then. Because you'd be kind of mad that you got another head, but then you'd be like, oh, you, but the box is so nice. And you put the head on the shelf. It's like, oh, I just got this today. <laughs> you imagine you just returned it in an, app, um, in an Amazon box and people at Amazon, what the hell? <laughs> Did we send this out? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me we were sending severed heads? I would have bought one yesterday. This is really great. Do you have, do you have one in another color that will go in my room? <laughs> no, but that's a good show, though. I like it. It is. What else we got around here? I'm, you're watching Sleepy Hollow? Oh, am I? Yeah, that's a good show. Just started. For, <laughs> what is it? We four, um, I think we're four episodes in. And this is a retake on the um, Sleepy Hollow story, which is Ichabod Crane, as we all know, was, at least in the stories, was always this little um, milk-a-toast, you know, um, weasley, spindly uh, school teacher uh, yes. that gets chased down by headless horsemen and uh, is never seen again. That's just the, the short version of the Sleepy Hollow story. Yeah. But here we have a... This guy's a college professor right. who's uh, used to fight for the, the Queen's Army. Right. Switched over to the colonials Damn during the right, American <laughs> during the American Revolution, and was a spy for George Washington. The so George Washington. The, the George Washington. Nice. So, so this guy's like the original 007. <laughs> this this is like 00. <laughs> 00. 00. Double triple zero. Triple zero. That's right. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So he um he fought um one of the the Hessian soldiers. Yes. Which, which turned, was for, which are the Germans that fought for the English. For those of you that did not pay attention in history class, <laughs> um, the Hessian soldiers um were there, and this one particularly vicious one uh, he was fighting um to his death, and it didn't seem like it was actually his death after all. No, um, he, he manages to chop off the guy's head, making him headless, headless. like the horseman. That's right. And their bloods intermingled. Yeah. Which, uh, and not in the kinky way. No. <laughs> and because of it, they were linked. Right. So the guy stayed alive who turns out he's the, the horseman, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Talking about the Hessian, not the uh, yeah. not the soldier. He's death. Right. So his, um, Ichabod's wife puts a curse on, uh, puts a spell all over him so that he doesn't rise and that the, uh, the horseman wouldn't rise. Right. But it turns out someone revives the horseman, so because they're linked, Ichabod comes out of the ground too. Right, and this is about approximately 250 years later. So this is modern day, modern day uh, Sleepy Hollow. Right, just a little bit above Terrytown. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> it actually Sleepy Hollow is a real town. It is a real town. And you got what's this guy named Orlando? Oh, I don't know the actor. 
I'm bad with actors without looking it up. And well, you he, wouldn't think that we didn't have uh, laptops sitting right here with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he plays the captain in the show after the first captain gets his head chopped off by the horseman. Right. And it turns out that he was uh, part of an original group of people who know about the occult happening in Sleepy Hollow. Right. These people who are gets driven by this demon and are compelled to uh, do these acts to bring about the horsemen of the apocalypse. Right, okay. Right, and the, you know, this is also a great point for, in my mind, I, I, I just see it, I'm like, okay, you know that most people, um, or I should say most studios want five years out of uh, television because that's syndication. So I just said, fine, you got four years, one year for each horseman, and, <laughs> and then a fifth year bringing down whoever was the one trying to bring up the horsemen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can see five years easy coming out of this. Um, well, but we've already seen two horsemen. Yeah, but they haven't been taken down. Yeah, they, they've true. just been around yet. Um, but it's, it's a lot of good plays. I mean, of course, you're getting the man out of time, you know, kind of yeah. lots of scenarios, you know, he, making them. making fun of, like, the tax on our donuts and, you know, why aren't people out in arms for this money that you're being <laughs> charged, you know? Um, lots of fun. Lots of fun seeing him react to, you know, phones uh, or the uh, the the his uh, the other main um, person in the story is a, is a woman that worked for the sheriff that eventually loses his head in the very first episode and uh, she's this black officer that was about to go to Quantico to go to the uh, FBI but she's now staying because of everything that's happening but uh, like I said she's this black woman and it, you know Ichabod is just like uh, you know I'm glad to see you're emancipated yeah. <laughs> she's like what? what? <laughs> you do know I have a gun and I can use it on you yeah it's just he's it, like no no I fought for emancipation she's just kind of like well good for you yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, this is a lot of great fun. Or when she asked me, like, since when do women wear pants? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's a it's a lot of fun. Again, another good a good show. Um, it's again, it can be a little bit creepy. I definitely there's some creepy, yeah. especially in the first couple episodes. I, that you know. first episode was cool when you see a badass priest using. Uh, oh yeah, I guess I'm gonna call it telekinesis. He was wrapping the chains around yeah. the horseman. He's using my his. Uh, I guess magic right and it's just really cool because it looks like he's about to fight the guy and he's like wow yeah boom the chain goes flying boom another chain goes flying he wraps around them and you see the priest like doing like martial arts stance I'm like wow <laughs> if I knew priests were like that I wouldn't have stopped going to church if, if priests <laughs> were like that they would have made you go <laughs> <laughs> get your ass back in here like, no you know. wake up Ralph yeah, but the horseman's also, I mean, the headless horseman who are our main guy, even though you don't see him all the time, which I'm also glad, like, you know, you don't want to be overdone with the headless horseman. Yeah. Um, he's very imposing, even without a head, um, and his axe is great because it 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 burns red hot, so, like, when it cuts your head off, it also cauterizes it all yep. at the same time, which is nice that he's not messy. That's right, yeah. Know, so it's very considerate of him. Yeah. Mr. Clean will give him his approval. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if he's going to cut you on my rug, at least I know it's not going to be a lot of blood spatter, right, you know? Yeah. But um, it's it's a lot of creep going on there. Um, you know, we're, they're introducing other myths here and there, like they did something with a Native American myth, those yeah, and stuff like the that. The Sandman. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's a good time. Like I said, it's it's definitely a show to catch. And uh, what is it? Is it Fox? Yeah, Fox. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of their Mondays better, on Fox. Yeah, it's one of their better rated shows. So at give it a try. nine o'clock, I think it is. Yeah. Nine, that's Eastern time for those of you that might live in the West Coast who may listen to us. Who knows? Are, are we are we like bi-coastal now? Yeah, man. We're on the internet. Holy we're every hell. coastal. Yeah, I want to find out like if anyone has accidentally run across us yet. That's, you know, because it's not like anybody is tweeting us or, you know, writing us to our email address. That's, or, yes. that's right. We, you know, the that, that we provided nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so what else we got out there? Um, what do you got on the list? Well, you're watching something I've never watched. You're watching Tomorrow People, I believe. Oh, yes. So give me, yes. Give me, give me a brief on that one. What's okay, up? so I love shows with powers and telekinesis and teleportation. My 
I've um have you ever read the book Jumper? Not seen the movie. But no, I've only seen that horrible, horrible yeah. movie. The book is much better. <laughs> oh, okay. I've, I've always found it. It could only about, be better <laughs> about teleportation and okay. all that stuff. So, uh, in the show, the Tomorrow People's brand new show on the WB, Ooh. it follows uh, this young man whose powers are just manifesting, and who his whole life, because of his powers, thought he was schizophrenic. Oh, okay. because he's hearing voices, and um what he thought was sleepwalking because he would end up in his neighbor's house in their bed with the, with his neighbors. So nice. A hot Latin wife and a strong black guy and it's like, you know, it's like, hey, you show up in their bed. It's like, what's going to happen, right? He's going to kick you out. Of course that's what's going to happen, Mike. At, at some point, do they just kind of go, well, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> he's here. He seems eager. Let's go. Let's go, right? <laughs> you wanted a three-way. Let's go. Anyways, um, so he think he's thinking he's schizophrenic and sleepwalking, and so his mother's like, I guess not drowning in debt, but she's working multiple jobs to pay for his meds. He feels um, he lost all his friends in high school because of the whole. He uh, they think that he's crazy. He right. only has one friend, um, and she's trying to help him out with that. And um, he finds out that he's not crazy because he's hearing this voice that's actually talking to him, and she's like, "You're not crazy. You just go." I'm saying this. If you're if it's the middle of the night and you hear a voice in your head that's telling you to go to a train station, mm-hmm. you should follow it. Well, right? there's that's maybe a thought. I'm sure the son <laughs> of Sam, you know, when he was following those deranged <laughs> thoughts and killing people, I kind of thought the same thing. But the, the voice tells him, go to the train station. He gets on the train. All of a sudden, a guy appears out of nowhere, grabs him on the shoulder, teleports him off into the secret base of the Tomorrow People. Couldn't he have just teleported into the guy's room and then tapped him on the shoulder and teleported him out? They don't really talk about it, but there might be, like, an actual range to their teleportation. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because so far we've seen, like, in order for them to teleport to the base, they have to be on on the train. Oh, this all takes place in New York, though. Oh, okay. uh, On a train in uh, Broad Street. Oh. So they have to, like, actually take the train and then teleport from the train. That's all we've actually seen. That's weird. Okay. And I don't know. they, They don't really explain it well. Okay. But... They have what they call the three T's. Teleportation, telekinesis, and telepathy. Okay. Right? Some of them might be more skilled in one set than the other, but they all have all three. This young man, I forget what they call him, his name, but um, his father was like their messiah. He was the most powerful of them all. Okay. Right? And there's this uh, organization called Ultra, not a government organization, a private organization that's, they dedicate themselves to hunt down the tomorrow people and kill them if they have to or recruit them so they can use them to find more tomorrow people but now let me just ask a question there um as the show is called and you're calling them as well tomorrow people now are they from the future or are they from no no, no they're just because they're the next step in evolution oh okay so they're they're from our time period yeah. they're not aliens at least nope. so far or anything like that okay no, no they're just they're, they're called their name was actually thought up by ultra they call them the tomorrow people because okay. They're the, the people the, of tomorrow. Yeah, pretty right. much. Okay, I got you. So Ultra uh, either kills them, recruits them, or neutralizes their powers if they can't use them. Okay. Sorry, excuse no, me. Not fine. So <laughs> you, do, you know this is a – I'm pretty sure this is a, uh, a remake TV show. Yeah. It is? So, yeah. It might be. I, yeah, I, I think the other one is either from like more of the 60s, 70s, I believe. Oh, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, I have to look into that one there. But interesting. But yeah, the and it turns out as, as it progresses, the leader of the Ultra is the kid's uncle. Okay. And you see brothers at odds because the, right. the father is missing and they don't know where he is. He's presumed dead, but they still have hope that he'll show up. 
Okay. And what makes this kid special, because his father was so powerful, turns out the kid has an extra T. Oh. Yeah. Toilet paper? Time stopping. Damn. Yeah. So he stops time and saves his friends from getting shot. That's in the first episode because he gets uh, trapped in Ultra. Wow. And yeah. So he stops time and they're like, oh, my God. This guy stopped time, so he must be really good. Well, yeah, well, I would imagine. Now, does he think he's going to get a fifth T, like uh, Mr. T? <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. It's just he can just teleport Mr. T immediately to any situation, and he'll just fight for you, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> well what also shows his strength, too, because in, in Ultra, the tomorrow people are powerless because there's, like, technology dampening their abilities. Oh, okay. But he actually use, can use his powers, I said. Oh. So he was, like, that strong, yeah. He's the man. But it, the boy. So far, it seems like a really good show. I'm enjoying it. Okay. You should probably take a look. Yeah, I do have. I, there's no good reason. Like, I, like we were talking about it earlier. It's just that it's a WB show, and again, you're talking to a person that watched Ten Years of Smallville. Yeah. Um, and and whatever other shows they had on. Uh, what was another show they had on? Uh, what was the Birds of Prey? I mean, you know, I've seen those. Oh, yeah, the that shows one. The line. It, it was canceled pretty quick. It should have been. I mean, I tried to like it, but um. But, would, come on, you wouldn't want to watch a Black Canary and leather spandex. Come yeah. It's not my particular cup of tea, but all, no. all my fellow guys out there, come on. You should scream up, write the WB, bring back Birds of Prey. Well, tell them to bring it back with good writing. I mean, that was my only problem with the show. It wasn't the people. It was the writing was horrible. It made Smallville look like it was like, you know, war and peace. Yeah. But um, no, the only, only problem with it being the WB right now is I'm like, look, I, I'm already watching Arrow, which I love. Yeah. I just can't deal with any more pretty people with problems. <laughs> or, or actually, it's, it's pretty powered people with yeah. problems. That's right. They, I don't know if you remember, they actually did, uh, they were doing an Aquaman show. Yeah. I would have watched it, you know. But granted, they canceled that one. Yeah, probably wise, though. I mean, you know, it wouldn't have been the New 52 Aquaman, no. which is really cool. It would have just been some guy that swims a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would have gotten old really fast. Yeah. So, know. another show that... What's that? You, it was brand new. It just started yesterday that you're not watching. Oh, what is it? Dracula. Oh, and it's yeah. the guy from um, The Tudors, right? Is yes. That the actor? Okay. And so... So far, it's the first episode, and from what I've seen, it's starting out good. And it's a different take on Dracula. He's been revived in the 1886, okay. and he's a, an American industrialist in London. And the whole reason he's there is to take out this secret order called the Order of the Dragon. Oh. They killed the woman that he loved, so he's out for revenge. Now, was this Mina, or is Mina in our time now? Or that his time now? What's that? Is, Mina, is it Mina Harkness that they killed, or is Mina Harkness in it now? Or is there no Mina Harkness at all? There's like a being. She was reincarnated, I guess you could say, because there's a woman that looks just like um, her. But I mean, is it? You know how Mina is the um, his love and all the from the actual Dracula novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is that who it is now? Yeah, but oh, she okay. has a different name. Oh, so it's not Mina by name. No. Oh, that's what I was curious. Okay. But like the woman that he loved that was killed, you actually see like her. I guess uh, she was reincarnated into a human body, or another person that looks just like her. Okay. There's actually a scene in the first episode where. He's hosting this grand ball to demonstrate his uh, geomagnetic power where he has light bulbs that are wireless. Okay. Right? Um, and he's, he looks at her and he, like, pauses for a moment. Like, and then she looks at him like she's known, like she's seen him before. Mm -hmm. So I guess that whole past lives kind of thing is playing or she, there. Or she watched the Tudors. Or she watched the Tudors. Yeah, yeah but, you know. It's like, aren't you the guy from the Tudors? <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> But um, it seems really good. And then okay. Van Helsing is the one that brings them back. 
which is a good twist right there. Yeah. I, you know you're in trouble when Van Helsing decides to bring back his mortal enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So they haven't made any um, implications whether or not Van Helsing is also immortal. Okay. But you see, this is a badass Dracula. Okay. He actually is, is a, he's fingering women and making <laughs> out with them. <laughs> and this is on what channel? This is on NBC. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, NBC. Who knew that you were into date rape? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she wanted it. It wasn't rape. Oh, well, then that was all right then. <laughs> I guess this is what, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock? This, this one was at 10 o'clock, yes. 10 wow. O'clock. I wonder what the, uh, the uh, parental advisory code is for fingering women under the, You know, like, what, what code did they put up for that one? You know? They just put two straight lines like that. <laughs> two fingers? Two fingers like that. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a good show. Your description of it sounds good. I have to, I have to tune in. I have yeah. to get my VC, my DVR uh, set up there. Oh yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, now I'm watching something you're not watching, or should say, I'm waiting for it to come back. Though I've been watching Orphan Black, uh, which I, is another. Uh, I've seen the commercials. It's a good show. It's because it, it, it comes on right after Copper. Yeah. So I was, I watch Copper. Oh, okay. See, I didn't watch Copper. I'm trying to think. Um, during the year, actually, when when it first came out, I think it was coming on right after Doctor Who. Yeah. So that, of course, you know, got me, you know, watching it right there. But I was just curious. Um, uh, it's another BBC America show, so you know, it's the British show. It's got, a, you know, kind of that storytelling. But this one is about a, a woman. Um, what's her name? Sarah, Sarah Manning, and she is on a train. She's at the train station one day, and she sees a woman that looks literally exactly like her. Um, that's kind of like you know, very sullen, very depressed looking, and um, this is at, like I said, it's at a train station. It's at nighttime, so they're the only two people on the train station at the train station, and uh, this woman's dressed like a like your average businessy like woman would be dressed, you know, blazer. And top, the other girl's skirt. dressed like a goth, right? Not so much goth, but like punkish. Yeah, punkish. she's more she's more punk, you know, out on the street kind of a girl. And um, but yeah, so she uh, so Sarah Manning's the dress more punkish, and she's watching this woman that looks just like her. Um, take off her nice shoes, leave her expensive purse, you know, her jacket. I don't, even, I don't know if she folded up her skirt or something along that line, but then she just literally steps right in front of a moving train to kill herself. And, you know, so the shock is there of, you know, this woman looks just like me. Plus, again, like I said, she's a punker. She's also broke and <laughs> down on her luck in many other ways. So she takes the purse and whatever else. And, you know, her curiosity begins of, you know, well, why does this woman look like me? I don't have a sister. Um, even though she was uh, adopted, she's, you know, just like, look, I've never been told I had a sister. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it turns out that the woman that... Uh, that killed herself was a cop so she she just impersonates herself basically to try and get a little information from the police she finds out this woman has a little bit of money in the bank and she's just going to do a scam and run off but then more happens and what we find out is that um there are at least main wise there's like what uh there's at least three other women that she meets that look just like her mm -hmm. and of course obviously you see now now i'm really curious what's going on and what it is that she's been cloned or i shouldn't say that she's been cloned she they are, or or they are clones. We don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet. If she's the original, or if she's just one of many, and that's the basic point of the story. But um, beyond the fact that it's just a good story, so you have this whole like, you know, how is this happening? Is it a government conspiracy? Is it a rogue industry going bad and doing cloning? Is it an eccentric millionaire that has too much time on his hands? Exactly. We don't know what's going on. So that's part of the mystery, or or this really cl weird clique of people that are into genetic manipulation. They've they've also been introduced, but um. Uh, what else is going on is that I'm um, just watching it is the, the actress's name is uh, Tatiana Maslani and she is fantastic I think she's English born so of course her natural accent there but she plays two different American women one's a soccer mom one's a, a PhD student um, between 
um, different wigs and uh, just the way her body movements are and her accents. She's phenomenal. Watch him. She does a German. She has a German clone. She's got a Russian clone. Um, every time she does a clone, it's amazing because she really, it's not just the voice. It's her mannerisms. She becomes someone else. And this is a young woman. I think she's only in her like mid-20s at the, at the oldest. Even, and of course, they have lots of scenes where she has to play herself as being cloned, but she's talking to herself. And she does each personality so well that it actually looks like there are other people in the room. I mean, you know. This is a great show. I don't know about you, but if I'm playing multiple people, I better be getting multiple paychecks. Oh, my God. I'd be like, oh, you need another personality? That's another check. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) This is my accounting personality right here. (laughs) Uh, So that's definitely a good side. I don't know if you ever have time to catch it or something like that. It's it's a good ride. It's not, um, again, it's English, so it's not a wham bam run of the mill you know you're not running into you know tons of uh, explosions and deaths and blood and gore but it has enough pace i think to to keep everything interesting you know between her almost being caught by the police because she's still pretending to be a cop um the fact that there's someone out there trying to kill these clones and oh yeah by the way someone's trying to kill all the clones yeah. <laughs> and has, has done so far i think so far she's realized there's been like 15 of them that they know of so far you wow. know yeah, which I would love to have seen her do 15 different people. I, <laughs> At the same time. I would have just been standing up in my apartment applauding. <laughs> you know? um, but definitely, if you get a chance, watch it. You know? I'm definitely going to look into yeah. that. So. But, yeah. So I guess that's, that's all the shows that we've watched. So. That's all the shows that you need to know that we're watching there. I, I won't even tell you that I watch Revenge, which I just told you, but I love Revenge. <laughs> but that's not nerdy. So I won't, I won't go into it. Yeah, that's more drama daytime or nighttime tv show or, or like the cap makes fun of me and has other people make fun of me i think it's what i should be watching while i'm in a hot bathtub with, <laughs> with the bonbons and candles burning <laughs> but i damn well love my revenge yes and we will all get some revenge as soon as we come back all right it can only be answered a book at a time. It can only be answered a book at a time. It can only be answered a book at a time. It can only be answered a book at a time. The question that is on everyone's mind: What's on Mike's shelf? Hey, wow, that was just really funky. Was that you, Rob? Yeah, that was me. Uh, uh, most people don't know, but I moonlight as a rapper on the side. Uh, how much is that earning you there? Uh, at the moment, uh, zero zero dollars. So is that a some opinion of your rapping ability, or is Jay Z just a hater? Yeah, he's a total hater. He's total a total hater. hater. Yeah, yeah. We used to go out with Beyonce beforehand. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, you know, she likes the Dominicans more than yeah. she likes. Right. It's not my fault. It's <laughs> understandable, man. You know, if you had a few more billion, I bet she'd be right back. That's right. Yeah, probably. She's just waiting. Yeah, she's just waiting. You know how you know how it is when you're famous like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, today we're going to end the show uh, using Mike's shelf. What's on Mike's shelf? Because the cap's not here, we can't do his little usual round of geeks on the go. Because yeah, it is only two of us. So That's true, too. And, you know, it's not the same without the cap. Yeah, that's right. Mispronouncing words and, yeah. you know. Stuttering and. Uh, stuttering through stuff. Having to do 20 takes. Yeah, waiting for him to finish his beer and being bitter and throwing things. Yeah. I don't know. What he, <laughs> <laughs> he is just writing this down. I know he is. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's see what book we're going to talk about today. All right. What's on Mike's shelf? Get that spinner going. You're spinning the spinner. I feel like Pat Sajak. <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> Ooh, there's one more click. There it goes. Ah, 
What we got? Today we are talking about book number 43 on Mike's shelf. 43 on Mike's shelf. Let's take a look over there. That's No, that's 42. No, that's 44. I think this must be 43. All right. 43 <laughs> is, uh, oh, it's the Umbrella Academy, uh, Apocalypse Suite. Now, for those of you that probably have never heard of this, uh, the Umbrella Academy, Apocalypse Suite, particularly because this is book one, um, is by Gerard Way and Gabrielle Bra. Bra? No, Ba. Oh, Ba. Yeah, I stuttered on the Bra. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to sound it all fancy, and then I realized I don't know how to really pronounce his last name. It's just B-A with an odd accent over it. Um, ba. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's an amazing story. It's... Um, it's a very uh, it's, it's it's weirdly drawn like not weird in a bad way it's, it's got a lot of humor to the the way the lines are done and stuff like that and the color choices but it's, it is a superhero story to a point it's not a typical superhero story it's not a superman batman kind of a story um but what it is it's about uh this wealthy inventor um that ends up uh adopting these seven children uh and his words of why he adopted these seven children are that's there to save the world now, a little bit more on this is that he's this wacky inventor, and what no one knows, and we don't even know until much later on, is that he's actually an alien in disguise. He's like a weird-looking alien um, that disguised himself like a human, and at the time when everyone was born, these kids were born, 47 women became pregnant and gave birth. That's a very horny alien. Yeah. Well, he didn't, he's not the father of them. They're oh, just okay. 47 women suddenly gave birth at the same time. Now, the odd part is that these 47 women hadn't been pregnant previously <laughs> so immaculate conception yeah god times. <laughs> god what are you doing we're gonna have to send you back to those meetings <laughs> exactly he's got a little problem there. i think he, he needs the internet <laughs> he needs that porn on the internet um so yeah so the, out and out of those 47 um this invent this inventor he adopts seven of them and you know he trains them in the use of their powers and like i said he says that one day they're going to be needed to save the world now you're going to get weird people like you know you had a, a kid called space boy He's superhuman um, strength and things along that line. But then one of the missions that they had in Mars when they were younger, it, it injured his body so badly that the professor thought, you know what? There's a Martian gorilla, not just any gorilla, a Martian gorilla. So he takes the body of the Martian gorilla and grafts the boy's head to it. So, yeah, you can only imagine he's not happy about that. So, you know, he's now aging into it because they're not kids when we um, we see them as kids. And just to give us an introduction, but by the time we meet them, they're about in their 30s or about 30 itself. You okay. Know? Um, you know, uh, there's one called the Kraken. Uh, he has his, the ability to hold his breath indefinitely. That's one and hell is, of a power. Yeah, and is really good at knife throwing. I'm not sure exactly where the holding breath part comes in handy, but maybe if you're under the water a lot. You know? Well, I mean, I could understand if you're a sniper and you're holding your breath, it won't move your gun. But right. if you're a knife thrower, I guess holding your breath will help. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the indefinitely part that gets you. It's not like he just holds it well. He can hold it forever if he wants to. Um, one of the coolest characters is a woman. Uh, she's called The Rumor. The Rumor? Yeah. Does she, does she go around gossiping? She's like, did actually, you know about this? But she that? does, but not in that way. Did that's... you know that the cap is bald? <laughs> actually, she really does, and that's the really cool part. Basically, um, or how do they put it here? Um, basically, she can alter reality by lying. So what she... And that's the weird. Like, in other words, for instance, she couldn't just say... Um, you know, uh, there's a bottle on the table because there's a bottle on the table, or any, or you know, um, you know, whatever. Like you know, the cap is not here today or something like that. That's all the truth. But let's say, for instance, if um, just using your example, if if the cap had a whole head of hair, you know, <laughs> if he had a whole head of hair, she could actually say, "Cap, there's a rumor that you were bald," and he suddenly would be. Wow. 
Yeah, and that's it. She always has to say it that way. Like, she always goes, there's a rumor going around that, and then whatever she says after that instantly becomes true. Yeah. There's a rumor that I'm driving a Ferrari. <laughs> you would have it. <laughs> you would have it. There was one of, uh, one of the mini adventure, uh, adventure that they had where she actually was dead, and then they were like, this is not a hoax. It's not a fantasy. It's really her. Well, it was, but it wasn't. What it was is that she had a couple of things she needed to do, and she didn't want to go to the library. So she said, well, there's a rumor that I was seen at the library, and so there was another her at the library. Like, she can literally create anything by lying. You know? it's just, it's just great. I just thought it was the greatest thing. Um, but there's a guy called the Seance. He's, he can levitate and do telekinesis and talk to the dead, but he has to not be wearing shoes in order to do it. We don't know why. Um, Maybe he needs a good connection with the ground. <laughs> he needs to be well grounded. Well, he levitates <laughs> when he does it. I don't know. Um, you know, um, the horror. This is the boy that can, uh, he can access other dimensions underneath his skin and like bring monsters out from them. So basically, he's like a living monster portal. You know? Talk about the monster within. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, this uh, what's another one? number boy number the number five, and he had the ability to, or he has the ability to go forward in time, and the uh, the guy that adopted him was just like, oh, you, you don't know how to go backwards, so don't go forward. So at the age of was it at the age of five, he went forward in time five years, and then fifty years, and then couldn't go back. Until 50 years later, he finally figured out how to do it. By that point, he had aged another five years, so he's 10 years old. He's really 60 by the time he figures out how to come back, but he still looks like he's 10. And now he can't <laughs> age anymore either. So he doesn't age. He's time-locked. Yeah, he is now completely time-locked. He has no cell degeneration or regrowth. You know? he's, he's, like, like, he's like Jack Harkness. Exactly. Another Doctor Who reference and Torchwood reference that we came up with. <laughs> but uh, but it's, a great, it's a great story. It sounds really confusing. It's a great story. Um, like I said, the artwork is wonderful. Uh, it's a good read, and like I said, it's a, it's a collection of uh, the the, um, um, the Apocalypse Suite is a collection of I think the first six books, um, and it's got a great character in there, uh, the White Violin, um, which is great. Uh, it's this this woman, she's one of the seven, and that they didn't believe had any ability at all, but it turns out that she has the ability to create incredible destructive ways of sound just by playing a violin oh. yeah it's, it's again they're, they're all silly it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek if you're listening to this and wondering this all sounds ridiculous it's meant to be fun um this, the, even though there's a good amount of drama to the story it's not all laughs um but it was meant to be played with a lot of fun in mind okay so definitely a good read i'm gonna have to pick that up gotta and take a look at that gotta pick it up well that's been another fun episode of meanwhile 22 pages later we were capitalist today capitalist today you know those those faithful listeners out there are gonna to have to tell us you know how that we did without the cap because the cap's going to tell us that we did a horrible job without him because he's trying to keep his job you know the cap is probably going to tell our five listeners we're like don't listen today i wasn't on the show <laughs> it's not worth it it's not worth it. i'm not on the show yeah. you didn't listen to it yeah and, and by the way if you notice there were no bad uh impressions today that's right yeah no bad. No, not a bad one. I tried to do an impression of the cap, but that doesn't work. No. Because no. then if you try to do an impression of the cap, it would be uh, an impression of the cap doing an impression of someone else. Right, exactly. So I, that wouldn't be too good either. He would just sound like, you know, Ricardo Montalban or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what I've done to my car. <laughs> I don't know what it would come out. Dracula. <laughs> I was just about to say, I think I sounded like the... Uh, you sounded like the Count Dracula. <laughs> from Sesame Street. Yeah. Von, 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 <laughs> That's it. That's all we got today there. Eh? So, in a cap fashion, on behalf of uh, Mike the Finance Guy, Woo! I am Ralph the Tech. And thank you for listening. That's right. Keep it geeky. All right.